0: Blog
1: Talk Radio Blog Talk
2: Radio Welcome to the Soul of America Radio. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Today you're listening to the Tommy Starling Show, Sunday edition. Let's sit back and relax as Tony takes you into the Word of God for your message for today. And remember, keep God first in your life and continue to soar. And now, here's Tony. I've got a good word for you. Right now, Take let's get in the mood for some praise. I don't have
1: much to breathe.
0: My heart's is in tears.
1: It's my offering. Take me to the key.
0: Truth is I'm kind. Options are I'm trying to pray But where i
2: That's who he is. Father, my prayer today is that all who would have ears to hear would hear. And I pray that your word goes forth today boldly and accurately, and that I decrease all my mess, decreases, and you increase in me through your Holy Spirit as I minister your word today. And Father, I take authority in the name of Jesus over any attempt for Satan or any of his demonic hosts to disrupt, hinder, or disturb disturb this message that you speak through your servant today. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. No weapon that's formed against me or you will ever prosper in Jesus Christ. And I just speak that and declare that over your life today. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. You need to receive that. You need to grab that, and you need to believe that. There's nothing that can harm you, no weapon. You know, a a verse up from that, it says that he makes the blacksmith that makes the coal that forms the weapon. So if he can form the weapon Then that weapon cannot come against you So I just take that spirit Of strife I take that spirit of confusion I take that spirit of evil And witchcraft And I bind you In the name of Jesus Christ And it's done Ladies and gentlemen Welcome to another Actually my second edition Of the Tony Stallings Show, Sunday edition. I got a good word for you today, given to me through the grace of God. And we all, some of you are married, some of you are single, some of you are dating. Some of you have brothers and sisters and so forth, or or brothers or uncles. (laughs) Today, I honor what a real man is and the only way you can really see a real man and it is not in the rap industry, it's not in the basket on the basketball court, it's not your favorite artist, it's not anyone other than Jesus Christ. If you want to know what a real man is like, if you want to pattern yourself after a real man, Jesus Christ is who you look to. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Pilate as Jesus, what is truth? <laughs> he could have said, "I am truth," but he didn't say. He didn't respond. He said, "What is truth?" <laughs> Mark fourteen twenty six to thirty six. And I'm already working against my time. I'm going to read uh, what we'll be talking about today. Mark fourteen twenty six to thirty six. Starting at verse 26, And when they had sung a hymn, they went to the Mount of Olives. And Jesus said to them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. But after that I am risen, I will go before you into Galilee. And this is the King James Version, by the way. But Peter said to him in verse 29, Although all shall be offended, Yet not will I. And Jesus said unto him in verse 30, Verily I say unto you, that this day, even this night, before the cock crows twice, you shall deny me three times. But he spake the more vehemently, Even if I should die with thee, Peter said, I will not deny you in any way. Likewise also said they all... And Jesus came to a place which he called, which was called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he taketh them with him, Peter and James and John, and began to be sore, amazed, and very heavy, and said unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. Here and watch. And he went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour could pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible with you. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, Not what I will, but what you will. It disturbs me sometimes when I realize what Christ had to go through in the garden of Gethsemane. It wasn't pretty. He knew everything that would happen to him he knew every thing that was coming he knew how they were going to treat him but in verse 26 it says he sang a hymn with his beloved disciples <laughs> what a man he knew everything you know, I imagine I would have been panicking. <laughs> I would have been calling somebody, texting somebody. Can you get me out of this? But it says he sang a hymn. Praise sets an ambush for the devil. <laughs> Jehoshaphat did it in Second Chronicles 20 that when they began to praise and sing, the Lord set ambushes against their enemies. Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. and The Lord shook open the doors of the jail in Acts 16. Praise sets an ambush for the devil. Number one, praise him despite of your circumstance. The perfect example of a man praised him. Sing a hymn in spite of knowing what he was going to He knew everybody was going to leave him. Number two, listening to God's word can prevent many troubles in our lives. Jesus told his disciples very plainly what was going to happen and what they were going to do. He knew. In verse 27 he said, You will all fall away. Yes, tonight you will sin. In verse 30 he tells Peter. (laughs) King James Version says, eloquently, All ye will be offended because of me this night. God's word translation puts it, All of you will run away and leave me. The Message Bible is my favorite one. It says, Jesus said to them, you're all going to feel that your world is falling apart and that it's my fault. You're all going to feel that your world is falling apart. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like your world is falling apart? Yet and still, Jesus still chose them to be his disciples. He knew This was was going to come. He knew they were going to run away and leave him. He knew they were going to blame him. He still chose them. So take comfort, my friends that are listening, that Jesus Christ does not get angry or mad at us for our failures and our imperfections. I'm not perfect. I have a lot of failures, imperfections, but I take comfort that Jesus overlooks them. Church folk may beat you up. Family may beat you up. Friends may give you problems but not Jesus Christ. Verse 28 he says but after I have risen I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Stop right there. Oh my God. Mm. Thank you Jesus. After I have risen I will go ahead and you into Galilee. That is a whole powerful, that is a powerful statement right there. Let me explain to you why. Back up to where it says in verse 27, you will all fall away. That statement, but after I have risen, was totally ignored. Nobody noticed he said it. Nobody acknowledged it. Yet they were very important prophetic words he was speaking in his gift as a prophet when he said that prophetically he said but after I have risen which involved him trusting the father to raise him so when they heard this they didn't even respond Peter in fact in the next verse went changed the subject back to what I'm not going to offend you. I'm not going to offend you. I'm not going to offend you. He was betrayed. They abandoned him. When he was betrayed, they abandoned him because they didn't listen to that word. When he was crucified, they were in despair because they didn't listen to that word. When he rose on the third day, they didn't believe it was true because they didn't hear him say but when but after i have risen had they listened to his word they would not have been in fear peter would not have denied him they would not have even been there you know i've heard these eloquent sermons about how peter peter Preached or uh, followed Jesus from afar off All these eloquent sermons Peter followed Jesus from afar off But if he had really listened to Jesus He wouldn't have even followed Jesus, when they called him In, 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 in John in 8 eighteen eight said, let these go He didn't even want them to be there He said, let these go Let, let them go You got me, let them go Peter wouldn't have cut the man's ear off he wouldn't have attacked a man. he wouldn't have been in that mess had Jesus not repaired that man's ear and 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 actually healed it. Peter would have been arrested. That's why Jesus did that. Let these go. you know we can save ourselves from many troubles if we just stay in God's word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing pray for understanding study God's word seek his face there's so many things that we let happen to us because we don't hear what God is telling us he tells us plainly in his word and we take it in one ear and go out the other just like Peter and when things happen we do exactly what they did number 3 Ignorant self confidence is a hindrance to our spiritual growth. Ignorant self confidence is a hindrance to our spiritual growth. Peter could not have could not possibly have imagined or think or thought that he would ever disown the Lord. Jesus told him, Yes, tonight. You will deny me. Yes. Peter ignored that. Peter came right back and said, no, I wouldn't. No, you're wrong, Lord, is what he basically was saying. Ignorant self-confidence. Even if I have to die for you, even if I have to die with you, he says, and in verse 31, all the other disciples disciples agreed with Peter If we have to die with you, die with you, we are not going to leave you. Ignorant self-confidence can be a hindrance to our spiritual growth. The present danger or the present situation or the present circumstance removes all promises of fidelity in these disciples. Let me say that again. Because some of you are there right now. You've heard the word of God. But the present danger, the present situation, or the present circumstance removed all promises of fidelity from your heart. The present danger is what I call it. The present danger is what does it. Isn't that the case with us most times? We say we're going to trust God, but when time becomes frightening, when the situation becomes volatile, the present danger removes our promises of fidelity. Lord, I'm going to always trust you. Lord, I'm going to always have faith in you, but the present danger removes that. The present situation, the current circumstance, it removes our fidelity. Psalms 119:117 says uphold me, Lord, and I shall be delivered. Socrates once said, know thyself. Marcus Aurelius said control yourself. An oriental leader once said give yourself. But Jesus Christ says deny yourself. Ignorant self-confidence deny yourself. Crucify that through the word of God, through the Holy Spirit. Crucify it. The gardens, number four, the gardens of our lives determine our spiritual destiny. Hmm. Both Adam and Christ had an effect upon the whole human race in a garden. Christ handled it like a man. Though both Adam and Christ through both Adam and Christ humanity received an inheritance through Adam we received the inheritance of death sin, disease and sickness through Jesus we received eternal life that's What he did for us in the garden The importance of a garden Both the acts of Adam and Jesus in the garden Invoked a divine verdict So what do we do in our garden of Gethsemane Of our lives You know the gardens of our lives Determine our spiritual destiny Which way are you going to go Christ comes to the garden of Gethsemane and begins to be deeply disturbed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, the New International Version says, he says. The Amplified Version says, My soul is exceedingly sad, overwhelmed with grief, so that it almost kills me. Ever felt like that? God's Word translation says, My anguish is so great that I feel as if I'm dying. These are words spoken by your Savior. He knows how you feel right now. There's somebody listening to me that feels that way. Jesus knows how you feel. King James Version, the King James Version puts it eloquently. My soul... Is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. Matthew twenty six thirty nine says at that point he fell on his face. Going a little going a little ahead he fell on his face, praying, Father, is there any way that you can get me out of this? According to the Message Bible, but please, not what I want, you. What do you want, Father? That's a real man. To face something so horrific, all of our sins, my sin, your sin, your past sins, your future sins, your present sins, sins you haven't even committed yet, were placed on his shoulders. He said, what do you want, God? What do you want me to do? Whatever you want me to do. He was on his face, sweating in the dirt. What do you want me to do, Father? In our gardens of Gethsemane, we must seek the will of God for that situation to be at peace with what is going on around us. Don't you understand? Christ was in deep humility to God the Father. Nevertheless, he says, nevertheless, what you want, not what I want, to be a real man, traits of a real man is you're putting aside what you want for the Father. He knew you. He knows your name. Whoever you are listening to me, he knows you personally. He does. This stuff is not a fairy tale. This is real. He knows you. He thought about you when his face was in that dirt. Don't let the devil tell you anything differently. Just as Peter in the boat, said, nevertheless, it's your word, Father, our Lord, and that. That's what we have to say sometimes. When we recognize the urging of the Holy Spirit in our flesh Resist. we have to say, nevertheless, 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 pray in times of trouble. Yes, Jesus told us to speak the things, but if we follow the example of Jesus, and his pattern, he prayed in times of trouble when his soul was sorrowful and sad. the Bible tells us he prayed two- two times in verse thirty eight and thirty thirty five and thirty nine james five thirteen says there is is there any one of you in trouble if there's any one of you in trouble, he should pray. Yes, yeah, speak to things, but pray." Submit to God's will and crucify the flesh. But how, Tony? How do I crucify the flesh? Look at the example of our of our Savior Jesus. What does a real man do? <laughs> he becomes humble. His humility towards God is deep, humble prayer. In God's word, humility is the key, my friend. God can use you if you're humble, someone once said, Moses spent 40 years thinking he was somebody. Then he spent 40 years on the backside of the desert realizing he was nobody. Finally, he spent the last 40 years of his life learning what God could do with a nobody. Why me? He says. Our Lord's conduct in the Garden of Gethsemane is the perfect pattern of what a real man does, how a real man handles stress. You don't cuss nobody out when you get mad. Even the best Christians, as weak, are weak. Even the best Christians are weak. Number five, even the best Christians are weak. Always watch and pray. The disciples were told to watch. They slept. Peter, the one that said, I'll die for you, slept. Fresh from the Lord's table, they slept. We're weak. We're human. They had just sang a hymn with the Lord. They just sung a hymn with them. They slept. Be on guard against a lazy, slowful spirit. Had they obeyed the word of God and watched and prayed that you do not fall into temptation with what he told them, they would have avoided a lot of fear, trouble, and despair. Wake up the spirit when the outer man sleeps. Crucify the flesh or the flesh will rule and bring you shame and fear. Let me tell you that again. Wake up the spirit when the outer man sleeps. You've got to crucify the flesh, or the flesh will rule and bring shame on you and fear. Study the word of God. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Huh? I'm not sure what you're going through. I don't know if it's an illness the passing of, of a loved one, a financial problem. I don't know if it's bills. I don't know if you got family drama, a wayward son, a struggling marriage, relationship issues, threats from evil forces that have come against you and your family. I don't know what you're dealing with, but listen to me. Listen to what the word, what the Lord is saying to you through His Word. The Dis- disciples missed it. The Holy Spirit. Speaks to you, also through your circumstances. If you're in fear, despair, and grief, God is talking to you. He's not going to leave you. Just as He spoke to His disciples, He's telling you everything. He says, "I have told you everything," back in verse 13, back in chapter 13, when He was giving the sermon at the Mount of Olivet. I told you everything. Listen, don't be like the disciples. They gave a good example of what not to do. Don't ignore what he's telling you right now because he's always talking to you. Don't ignore it. Become humble. Seek his face. Stay in his word. Use the example of a real man. Doesn't matter if you're a woman. Doesn't matter if you're a young boy. Use the example that this real man did He prayed. He stayed humble. He stayed in God's face. And his will will be revealed to you. No forces from hell can stop it. Sin will keep prayer away or else prayer will keep sin away. I'm going to say that again. Sin will keep prayer away or either prayer will keep sin away. Last but not least. A little boy who had been begging his father for favors all day came once more to his daddy's office. What do you want this time, asked the weary parent. I don't want anything was the astonishing reply of the son. I just want to be with you. Don't just pray when you get in trouble, loved ones. Don't Don't just pray when you get in trouble. But when it seems impossible... And everything looks as if it's coming against you. Remember this. Charles Spurgeon once said, By perseverance, the snail reached the ark. Jesus was the perfect example of a man. Back, as I mentioned earlier in chapter 13 in the Sermon of Olivet, he spoke of things to come so beautiful, so eloquently. He says, I've told you everything. He's protective. If you listened and absorbed his word, nothing will catch you off guard. I'm speaking to you. I'm talking to you. Nothing will catch you off guard. These disciples didn't have to go through none of that. He truly told them everything. But still, he has felt every disappointment you felt, every letdown, every hardship. Every abandonment, he knows how it feels to be abandoned. Everything that you could ever imagine, he's felt. He is the author and finisher of our faith. The King of Kings, the Greater, Am the Lord of Lords, Alpha and Omega, the Author of Life, the Lamb of God. So, in conclusion, what is a real man? What does Christ tell us through His actions? That's how you know a real man or a woman through the actions. He was understanding. He knew they were going to let him down. He knew they were going to abandon him. He knew Judas was going to betray him. He was caring. He washed the feet of Judas, knowing he was going to betray him. How many of us would think someone that betrays us, we could stoop down and wash their feet? Jesus did. You know, there's some thugs out there would say, I ain't washing that nigga's feet. Jesus got on a knee, and washed the feet of his betrayer. He's passionate about his goals. He's concerned about you. He's in touch with your feelings. This is your Savior. He died for you. He never would demean you in any way. Don't. That's a real man. A real man won't demean you. He accepts you just as you are. Just as you are. (laughs) Woman or man. So if you accept him today as your Lord and Savior, you can let him do a mighty work in you. If you've already accepted him as your Lord and Savior, Get in his word. Stay in his word. You're not going to find the answer out there somewhere. (laughs) You're not going to find it out there in space somewhere. The answer is within you. Last but not least, you know, we, we, we think we're alone when we go through situations. And we never realize sometimes that he's there. There was a story of a young brave, an Indian brave. This isn't a long story and he wanted to become an indian and as as uh, it you know as it goes into tribal history he had to spend a, lot, a night alone in a dark forest scary forest by himself blindfolded before he could become an indian he was 12 turning 13 part of their custom was that so they took this young boy blindfolded him and when it got dark they left him in that jungle that forest alone he he was scared to death. He heard he heard twigs breaking around him. He heard animals, wild animals. He was scared to death. Come dawn, they had told him he could take his blindfold off at dawn. He would be an Indian. So the young boy, when he when he knew dawn was there, when the light came, he took off his blindfold. And adjusting his eyes, he looked around and he saw trees and flowers. And then there was this long path behind him. In that path stood a tall man armed with a bow and arrow, it was his father. You see, he never left him. And so many times we think, when we get in the present danger, that he's left us. He will never leave you, he will never forsake you. That is a real man. Thank you for coming out and listening tonight My time is gone Join me next Sunday If it's not 4.30 (laughs) I'll let you know the time changed But it will definitely be every Sunday And I want to leave you today on a song That got me through And got my mom through her illness It's by Marvin Sapp And yes, it's true You'll never make it without Jesus I'm Tony Stallings. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. And no matter what happens in your life, you keep on soaring. Thank you. I'm
1: stronger. I'm wiser. I'm better.